grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, this is the second week that we're possibly going live at this service. And I was just talking to Mick Hauser in Lay um, la uh, last night. Remember Mick? Yeah, so he said he saw us, or saw this service last week. So even if no one else is watching, maybe Mick is there watching in Lay, <laughs> which would be good that we can share together this service with him and others. I'm thinking of the, that we're reading through Romans, and we heard the reading from Romans, but I'm going to uh, skip a bit ahead of this week's reading for today's thoughts, although I'd like just to recall what was said right at the start of the Romans reading. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And then now I'm going to skip to some verses that come after our um, second reading for today. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. The Spirit you received does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. So we're focusing on that text and with this picture, which we're going to have a quite a detailed look at. Sometimes we'll go in a bit close. But this is the whole painting. And last week someone knew the artist, and it's Rembrandt. And Rembrandt painted this picture of the return of the prodigal son. And uh, actually Rembrandt uh, painted a lot of scenes from the Bible. And actually this one he sketched many times during his life. And he painted this final one in either the second to last or last year of his life, he made the whole uh, painting. And I think it's a great one uh, to go with this text about being loved by our Father as God's children. And also, as the reading, second reading started, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. And I think this picture doesn't show any condemnation uh, for this son who, um, if you the story it's alluding to, or the story that the painting is of, is of Jesus' story about the lost son who took off with all his inheritance, spent it wildly <laughs> and madly, and then was left with nothing and comes back uh, to his father, and his father rushes out to him before he even gets home and embraces him and accepts him back not with any sort of conditions, just glad to have you back. You were lost. I'm so glad I found you again. Not, I'm going to watch you carefully and see that you're um, doing better in your life before I'll give you any sort of uh, privileges. So we see this painting of Rembrandt 
kind of in the dark edges of it. There are people standing and sitting and all are looking at this central experience of this sun returning. The father, you can see, is leaning towards the sun. Reminds us a little bit of last week where we had the, that wonderful sculpture of Jesus with his arms out and coming towards us. And here we have, I think we can see the father is leaning into his son and the son is leaning into his father. We've got that moment sort of frozen in time for us to look at the father claiming, receiving, blessing, yes, loving his son. Rembrandt has captured that moment so that we can have a good look at it. As we read from Paul's letter, and we've been reading through Romans this week, and when in Rome we do as the Romans do, but when we're in Romans, we hear the good news. Paul focuses our eyes on God, our Father. We are children of God. You are a child of God. Christ, in Christ, God claims you as his child. God is far, your father, you are his child. You live by his spirit as a child of God. But what does that mean, to be a child of God? Paul actually creates a contrast in our reading. He talked about no longer being a slave or a prisoner, but being a child. The spirit you receive doesn't make you slaves. Otherwise, you would fear again. Think of the start of the reading, no condemnation. Condemnation brings fear. There's no fear for you. You're not a slave, but the Holy Spirit you received made you God's child. By the Spirit's power, we call God Abba. Abba means Father. So Paul turns our attention in a way to a moment of prayer because to call out Abba, Father, is to pray to God our Father. And it reminds us of a prayer we pray quite a lot. The Lord's Prayer. Our Father in Heaven. Paul asks you to consider what it means to be God's child. Now let's take a bit of a zoom in to the picture. And you can see Rembrandt has got um, this embrace of the Father, but um, yeah, he's embraced his son. The son's head is on his father's heart. His hands are there bringing him close, closer to his son. But just take a close look at the son. I'm not sure whether you can recognize much there, but one thing about the son is that his head is shaven. He's got a shaved head there, which symbolizes that he was a prisoner or a slave. Okay? His head shaved. And his eyes are closed, as if he's absolutely exhausted and tired and weary of everything that's happened in his life. And so, with that, in, in Rembrandt's representation here, he's got the son bringing all of that life of, of being a prisoner, of being a slavery. The son is carrying all of that still in his person and bringing it to the father. And the father reaches down and claims this person in slavery or in prison, claims this person as his child. Not as a son, uh, not as a servant. 
which the child thought, the son thought, maybe I'll get back to be with my father as a servant. But the father claims this as a son, puts his hand on him, draws him to himself. The child comes with all this being a prisoner of being a slave to his father, but the father brings him in as a child, as his child. So he's no longer a slave, no longer a prisoner, but a child loved by his father. This is what the Apostle Paul is celebrating in that text from Romans today. Though you, in your various ways, may have had a slavery or a imprisonment in your life in some way, um, you've gone far away from God or have at times been far away from God. God, however, accepts you back. God the Father sent his Son, Jesus Christ, out of love. God so loved the world. Or if you want to see what God is like, look at the Father and you really see an expression of love in Jesus Christ taking you out of your slavery, imprisonment, and bringing you into his family. This is a wonderful thing. Today in Jesus, we started off with confession, bringing our slaveries, our imprisonment to God, confessing the ways we have been less than God's child. But God, however, comes to you, places his hands on you, and draws you near to his heart in love. Today, once again, you are claimed as a child of God. Paul writes, the Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Later in the service, we'll pray the Lord's Prayer. So I'd like you to think of that every time we pray the Lord's Prayer, of this moment of the Father bringing us back as his child. This is the working of the Spirit. Even now, God is reaching out and placing his hands on you and embracing you and drawing you close to his heart. And the Holy Spirit is testifying with your spirit that you are a child of God from baptism through to the grave and every moment in between. If we think of this story again, even when the son was lost and gone and wild and the father never knew, what was the father doing always? Waiting for his son. Sometimes the story is called the lost son, but other times a better title for it might be the waiting father. The waiting father. When, we, when Jesus taught us to pray to God, our Father in heaven, he also said, your kingdom come. And Paul's words in the text remind us today that he says, if we are children, we are heirs, which means we receive something. Heirs of God and co-heirs of Christ, if indeed we share in his suffering, in order that we may also share in his glory. And I'd like us just to think of the way that Paul writes it. He says, we are heirs of God. I think that's a great focus when we see this picture here because it's not focusing on some things that we will receive. We're not heirs of the... Well, we are the heirs of the things of God, but he says we are heirs of God, which means what we receive is God. God is what's given to us. God, our Heavenly Father, is given to us. So it's talking about a relationship more than I'm going to get things in an inheritance story of the son. He got his things. 
from his father. Used them all up. Comes back and what does he receive? His father gives himself to him again as his father. His loving father. So, if you focus on Paul's words, he doesn't focus. He focuses on our relationship to God rather than getting things. He says we are heirs of God. Not just heirs of a kingdom. We are heirs of God, which means we receive God and are in this loving, fatherly relationship with God, which is what God gives you. If you look at Rembrandt's painting here again, here it is, heirs of God. What the Son does have is the Father. And it's interesting, if you look at the painting, you can see what the Son is wearing. So Rembrandt has painted this before the robe is put on him. The Father gave him a wonderful, colourful, rich robe. But he doesn't have it here. Can you see his feet? Barefoot on one, at least, and the other one is a pretty erect shoe. There, he doesn't have good shoes on. He doesn't have a ring on his finger yet. He doesn't have anything yet from his father. But he has his father receiving him. What the son does have is his father. In the presence of his father, he is led to trust that he shall not want for anything else. Even though he hasn't got it yet. And he does receive, he gets a party and he gets lots of things. But here the emphasis is that he gets his father. And getting his father and that relationship with his father, lots of other things do come with this, like Gay has said, the provision of God in our life and God's gifts in our life. Our Lord calls us to live as people of faith in this relationship with God our Father. And he did encourage us to take up our cross and follow him. Life in this world will not always be easy, but it will be filled with the presence of God and with God's love for you no matter what happens in your life. As Paul wrote, the Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. If we are children, we are heirs, heirs of God. If indeed we share in Christ's suffering in order that we may also share in his glory. Paul calls to mind the suffering of Christ. And we follow this way in the world, which is Christ's way, knowing that we will be joined with him in glory. And that we are already in that relationship even through the suffering times that happen. We are heirs of God and heirs with Christ, children of God. I think it's nice to focus in again on this picture here. And want to remind you again that Rembrandt did lots of sketches throughout his, his life and it was at the end of his life that he painted this picture. And by this time, Rembrandt, not too sure on Rembrandt's personal faith, but nevertheless he painted this with a kind of a, a meaning that strengthens my faith. Um, and the story of Rembrandt's life is that by this time he'd lost his wife, his wealth, three of his four children and his reputation and he did lose his fourth and remaining son before he died. Even. So after losing all that the world has that says gives meaning, Rembrandt 
decides to paint this painting and focuses on this one thing that the world can't take away. This God's loving relationship for us as his children. And when you bring all your imprisoned life, slavery life before God, in Jesus you are forgiven. You are made children of God. Children and heirs of God, which means God belongs to you. He's yours, no matter what. The Apostle Paul tells you this morning, and Rembrandt paints this picture for you this morning. God the Father claims you as his child. He loves you, forgives you, embraces you, loves you. Amen. And the peace of God which passes all human understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.